0: Hey everybody, welcome to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the podcast where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark about what they're doing here. My name is Derek and I am your host. I am not with my co-host Mike today, but we have a guest that will absolutely make up for the lack of Mike. We have Diane in Denmark joining us today. Yay, thanks. Yes, welcome, Diane. Diane, if you don't know, is a life coach. She is a fellow international living here in Denmark, and she is the perfect person to talk to as we are approaching new tour or New Year's here in Denmark, because Diane specializes in routines, building healthy habits and simple habits that can make us successful in life. And that's exactly what we need this time of year, not just in the Christmas season, but going into... The New year
1: exactly, yeah, and more joy,
0: yes more yeah joy. less
1: less stress, more joy,
0: that sounds like just the perfect recipe, <laughs> and um, Diane also is finds really cool ways to incorporate uh, Danish culture and That's right. you know her, her love of Denmark in that element of of life coaching and these habits, and I know one of those is a hobby that you enjoy, a lot of Danes do, which is winter bathing.
1: It is actually the, the coldest winter day we've had for decades. And, uh, yeah, one of the things that I like to do in Denmark is winter bathing. And that, that basically means skinny dipping all year round. And yes, for the Americans, skinny dipping means the same thing in English as it does in American English. We, we, we dip naked all year. And we don't do it because of the health benefits. I know it's very popular right now. A lot of the Americans are getting into cryotherapy oh, right. and but it's an old Danish pastime and just being at one with nature. I like to call it extreme mindfulness. Because you're standing out there, it's well below freezing. You're you're wrapping your towel around you and then you're about to dip in the sea.
0: You're yeah. mindful of everything at that point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. So even if you've got problems at home or Ah, oh, The world is going crazy You're, you're just very much in, in the moment It's like giving, into... your,
0: giving yourself one real problem Which is being <laughs> cold Yeah, and
1: you do it with friends You never bathe alone Never bathe alone out there If uh-huh. you're going to try this and, and obviously if you're going to try it Check yourself out with the doctor first Okay, because you Make sure you, you're, you're mentally okay Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mentally and physically okay <laughs> Yeah, but, but that keeps us going here in the winter yeah. Especially because it's very, very dark
0: so you need to find ways to adapt. And enjoy yeah, yeah. Because
1: here. at the moment, at, uh, what time is it in Derek? Is about eight thirty before it's getting light here, oh, yeah, yeah. and then You're well back... on your
0: way to work or whatever your morning holds. Yeah, yeah. Before and then, the sun is up. Yeah,
1: and then three thirty in the afternoon, it's pitch black yeah. and the lights have been turned off, and that's super, super difficult, especially if you have not lived in the north uh, before. Sure. that That can be quite depressing, so we 've got to find ways to beat that exactly mm.
0: yeah, and that's um, you know that 's perfect i 'm glad that's that 's something that we 'll be able to talk about today and just yep. sort of how to yeah. to do that so winter bathing is one thing for you. I thought we could talk about some other things that mm-hmm. we may be hot or cold about um, oh
1: great, yes, you know yeah. these
0: are things that we all sort of notice this this time of year, things mm-hmm. from the winter and November, December, even January, that maybe um, you might be hot or
1: cold on. So okay, if, if, great. Let me so have it. Just so you know, hot or cold. Yeah. Um, if and we're it's keeping our huga here in the studio. Yes. So, yeah, we've got the blankets and we've got our yes. hot coffee going. Yes, huga
0: yeah. is something that I think we're hot Oh, we on. love our We hooga. love huga, so we're hot on that. <laughs> we're if we're it's uh, something you're not as into, then just... Okay. Cold and mm-hmm. uh, and tell us why. So, how about New Year's fireworks? That's a big thing <gasps> in Denmark. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. i or cold on that. Yeah, I I have to say I love the New Year's fireworks. It's hot. And when I first came to Denmark, I thought, "Is this a war zone?" I was here, I was here, Chris, and people were standing out in the street with rockets. It's I'm insane. thinking this is crazy. Fast forward 24 years. <laughs> I've been here for 24 years, and I, I love it and uh and when i first came to denmark they would be starting fireworks i mean you'd hear it oh. in the street every evening from Beginning of October. And now, uh, then it was only in December. And now this year, there's new legislation. Yes. So it's only going to be at New Year because yeah. the Swedes are much stronger on that point. You can only do them on, on New Year's Nobody means. likes a noisy neighbor. Yeah. But just when I hear those first fireworks going off, they're not meant to be going off. It just brings that nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it is fantastic. If you get a chance to visit Denmark in New Year, it is it's crazy. It it is completely crazy. And I think the old figures were that the average on average, Danes spent 500 krona per person. And, you know, with the six million people here and that's counting babies, (laughs) old people. 500 Danish krona, that is yeah. crazy. I don't know what that is in dollars.
0: That would be yeah, six, around $75 per dollars person.
1: Per person yeah. on and average. the
0: babies love the fireworks. So <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably the culprit. It's
1: a shame for the animals. Yeah, that's sh- true. And, and now yeah. I think it is good that we're going to have these, you know, it's going to be a limited time. Yeah. But I can't help it when I hear that first firework oh, going it's... off. And, and at New Year, you light the first fireworks just after the Queen's speech on New Year's Eve. Uh, as soon as she's given her speech you all go out and you fire off the first ones and then all the way through from six o'clock until midnight and then all hell is let loose yeah. Fireworks,
0: yeah it's it's something that if you're if, if you're listening from outside of denmark i don't yeah. think you understand because you, you
1: cannot <laughs> yeah
0: new year's fireworks are universal but in denmark it's a whole new level yeah. because you can only buy fireworks i think that week between christmas and yeah. new year's and now they're yeah, and
1: there's wild. nothing organized. It's all it's, in people's gardens, on streets. You you drive through, and you know,
0: it's uh, it's a lot. Crazy. So okay, yeah. so we're warm on that. Very hot. What about Christmas sweaters? That's a, a almost a hit or miss for people.
1: Yeah, they're... Christmas sweater. I'm not into the Christmas sweater, yeah. so I'm kind of cold on those. That's cold. But that's because I'm probably from the UK. That um, the Christmas sweater was not a thing, though it has become a thing. And on Black Friday, I, I saw all these adverts for um, everybody's going to have. Christmas sweaters and pajamas Deans don't do that but they are doing it now Oh that, That's another thing I that's, think it's the,
0: the yeah. blended I'm, I'm
1: not into the Christmas sweaters because most of them are pretty ugly
0: Yeah now they're just designed to be ugly How about artificial Christmas trees hot or cold?
1: I'm actually okay with those That's, that's hot though, though my husband <laughs> My husband is Danish, and that's one thing. He does not care about what kind of ornaments we have, but there's one thing, and that's he's got to have a real tree. Yeah. And those can be very expensive because when our kids were small, we would make it a little routine that we would go a a few um, Saturdays before Christmas because you don't put up your tree, obviously, until just before, and we were paying so much money for this tree but that was one thing he said he's got to have Christmas trees here are are grown as a crop Yes, where we're not cutting down forests because I get that question a lot oh you're destroying all the trees they're actually grown on land which can't be used for anything else and if you were to take a a plastic artificial tree you would have to keep that tree for 50 years, so I'm getting close to it (laughs) to measure up to buying a fresh tree every year so actually the, the fresh ones are Sustainable.
0: Oh, that's good to know for people yeah. that
1: yeah. worry about the environmental yes, impact. Yes, yeah, and oh, our okay. ones are collected by the local council, local commune. They will come and, and collect. Recycled. and they're recycled, yeah. and so it's all it's all good here. Yes, yeah. from Christmas yeah. to mulch. So, 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 yeah. yeah, so I like, but I do like the real trees, and also we have real candles on the tree.
0: Oh yes, that's yeah. what we're light. You
1: light the real, yeah. We're not <laughs> talking about fairy lights. Talk we're about talking. Warm. We're, <laughs> we're talking about lighting them with, and people are like, oh gonna burn the house down, but that's part of the part, that's real the... danish christmas yeah yeah,
0: yeah. risking the do I wait? we have you know home. fire
1: extinguishers <laughs> on hand and if you don't have a fire extinguisher a bottle of fizzy water that's that's a little tip for you Sorry. pro tip
0: nice we'll end with one more and this is maybe a good um mm-hmm. habit perhaps yeah. what, what about dry january when people give up alcohol in january that
1: that hasn't come to denmark
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's no. a trend that i
1: yeah I, I didn't really i've never really heard of that when i know some friends do it because they're doing some kind of is it called a shred i'm sure oh sure
0: here. right like the, for health reasons yeah for health reasons yeah. they,
1: they do that but i've personally i don't see and i i like the and everything in moderation that's
0: cold I, I completely agree with that yeah. It, yeah because if you you know I, I understand the idea after after the holiday season after Christmas you want yeah, to kind yeah. of cut some things out yeah. but for 31 days if uh, yeah, because, if you uh, think 31 days is all you need <laughs> yeah.
1: you, you, then you might have a bigger problem yeah yeah, yeah yeah but usually I uh, I don't drink any alcohol from Mondays to uh, Fridays, yeah. and then Friday, Saturday, Sundays, my days where you know have some wine. So I'm, I'm already living I like quite that. healthy. Yeah. I like
0: that approach. Yeah. yeah, so I'm cold on dry January yeah. too. Plus, I, I want my friends to be able to hang out in January. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I want to socialize and have a yeah. have a glass of wine. That's the the season where it's cold yeah. and dark.
1: But and if you, you want to do it.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Fair well, juice. I won't discourage people. <clears throat> nope. Yeah. I'm nope. cold on it. It Doesn't work for me. <laughs> but um, yeah. But I'm. I'm really glad that that you're here. And I was a little. Um, I was a little worried that Mike, set us up so that this was some yeah, kind of intervention. Mike? Where's yeah. it, Mike? I, I thought maybe he was just trapping me to uh, you know, have you intervene and get me to <laughs> work on my habits and routines.
1: Oh dear, are we talking housekeeping or are we talking in general? Well,
0: housekeeping, time management, decluttering. Yeah, there's a lot that oh, you great. specialize in. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That I can may, definitely uh, help you with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I may need some help. with. But I thought uh, first maybe we can just talk about how you got to Denmark in the first place and then we'll get into Okay, yeah. Well, the, the as rest.
1: most foreigners, okay, we're, we're painting with a big brush here, but <laughs> many foreigners arrive here because they've met the love of their lives, yeah. who is a Danish man or woman, and I met my husband uh, actually in Luxembourg. I'm left okay. I'm 56 and I left Scotland. I'm from Edinburgh in Scotland, and I was working for the Scottish judge, uh, British judge at the European Supreme Court in Luxembourg. I was working for the British judge and my husband was working for the Danish judge and an Irish friend of ours, she was working for the Irish judge, she Played, call it Kirsten to Knieop in Danish, um, Matchmaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was it Matchmaker? Matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she played Matchmaker, and I was like, I've actually already spotted him. You don't need
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, nice. Awesome. That was and, before Tinder, and all we, we had actual people to oh, connect with. That, that, that was before YouTube. Yeah, before YouTube, before all of the. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, going back to
1: 1994, I think, okay. yeah. And the old fashioned way of meeting yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in the workplace. In the workplace. In the workplace, yeah. yeah. The workplace, yeah. yeah. And then we were. Uh, I was in Luxembourg for 10 years and then it was always the plan that we were going to move to Copenhagen. So we came here in 1998, uh, got married in Edinburgh. Our judges came to the wedding in Edinburgh. So we and, uh, were a lot of lawyers in our sphere and somebody made the joke that this is the most time that lawyers have given speeches without demanding any money. That was at our wedding, you <laughs> know? A Danish wedding, you have all the speeches. A lot of
0: speeches in a Danish yeah, wedding. And, and
1: nobody was paid for it. No none, none of the lawyers <laughs> were paid for it. So, that's so we, we got married in Edinburgh, came here, and now uh, we have two kids who are 21 and 23 wow. at university in Copenhagen.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so great. So our
1: kids are Danish-Scottish. And then when we came here, I just fancied a change and the problem was I was super organized at work the background when you started looking at the background I was super chaotic at home Mm. and I always thought well that's going to be easier when I'm at home with the kids I won't be working you know 60 hours a week it's going to be easier it got worse Mm. and I was so ashamed of the state of the house I was forgetting everything, being late for you know school appointments or just forgetting them. And I thought, OK, something has to change here. How can I be so organized at work and not at home? And I went looking for systems and I found something called the Fly Lady system, which is basically um, the lean principle. I don't know if you know about lean, the lean principle in manufacturing. I think it was one of the Japanese car firms Toyota and they came up with putting things into systems it's time management and having the tools that you need set up and doing things in a timely manner and that way you save time energy everything runs so it's kind of based on that and it was a it was a game changer Hmm. for me and from being very chaotic at home clutter so ashamed didn't want to let anybody into our house and things were just getting worse and worse I started working on it, and it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> it doesn't you know. Sure. And, and I'm still decluttering, because the decluttering thing is a lifetime process. You're, you're never finished because you go through stages of you've moved to a different country, oh, yeah. you take things with you, you do new sports, you maybe have kids, they grow up. Uh, but the routines were such a big change for me because I realized that when you don't have any routines. Nothing happens and everything needs to be done. And it's so stressful mm. because your mind is, what am I supposed to be doing? Whereas when you have the plan for it, you can actually do things spontaneously. There's, there, there's room for that fun because the rest is set up. That you've got this plan, you know what you're doing, and you can even factor in time to make <laughs> time to have fun. You know, because uh, it's very, very easy when you've got small kids, you never have time to see friends or do anything.
0: And that can be an excuse. Even, for, even for the excuse. clutter yeah, and the yeah, cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but these, these time management tricks, they will work for you whether you're working from home during the pandemic. Sure. I have a lot of clients who were suddenly now working at home and they were saying, I'm working at home now. Why do I have, why am I even more distracted and can't get anything done? Yeah. And it's because you've lost your, your points during your day, your fixed points that mm. keep you on track.
0: In theory, so you think you would have more You'd have time.
1: more time, but <laughs> the rug has been pulled from underneath you because you're no longer having to get the metro to get into work. Mm-hmm. So it's your time just expands. It all expands. bleeds together. Yeah, and, and the more time that you have to do something, the more time it's going to take. Sure. So I've got lots of tips and tricks. If you're looking how to improve your work-life balance as well as home life, wow. but it's just about setting in these routines and taking time for self-care, Every single day
0: wow, yeah, and that 's really interesting because obviously, I know that you 've then expanded into sharing these tips and, and tricks and tools on social media and YouTube, um, and one thing that I love is kind of those things you mentioned work life balance and having time for self care and Making moderation. time. Making, Making time. for time. Time. Yeah, Almost yeah. planning it out. And that's a Definitely. very big tenet of, of Danish culture, I think. Maybe you see yeah. where I'm going. I really <laughs> yeah. love yeah. how you tie a lot of these tenets of Danish culture into your yeah. your, your yeah, little yeah, Little Friday. Little
1: Friday. Right? I love Little Friday. Yeah. Little Friday for those not in the know. It, yeah. It's called Lille Freide. And that is the day that the Danes, it's Thursday, but we call it Little Friday. So you're kind of already getting ready for the weekend is coming, weekend's on the horizon. And it's that time to go a little bit crazy, (laughs) maybe have a cocktail, a mocktail, if it's dry January. But just do something a little bit different. Maybe buy yourself a nice cake from the baker on the way home. The baker's infected eye is one of the pastries here. (laughs) Funny name for the pastries. But it's just that planning and you're kind of already because you've got that anticipation, you've got the weekend coming up. Oh, let's ease into it and we'll do something for Little Friday. And most Thursdays, I can plan my work week uh, as I want, but most Thursdays I meet up with my one of my besties, Erica from America, and we call it Little Friday shenanigans. And that can be having a dip in the sea or being in the city and maybe having a cocktail, but just doing something something different. But it's planning it. And, and you know, in, in Denmark, you never turn up unannounced. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> planning doorstep. is a big thing yeah. here. And if, yeah. you're, if you're meeting friends for dinner, you say, okay, this is uh, November, shall we meet in January? Because the Danes are very much, you do not just... The diary is sp-
0: full, yes. <laughs>
1: spontaneously <laughs> do things. But I love that about it because then it is planned. Yeah. And Advent Sunday, the Danes will be friends and family eating Abelski uh, with the Danish donuts yeah. and having glug. It's all very, very traditional. Yeah. It's very centered in the tradition. So super modern and super old-fashioned in Denmark. And that's, I oh, love it.
0: And there's some value in that. There's that so many traditions. Marrying those uh, yeah. ideas yeah. together. That may be different. Was that something that was an adjustment then, moving mm-hmm. from the UK to Denmark and kind of having a more... Um, kind of losing a little bit of that spontaneity
1: yeah and I actually I, I like the Danish way because when I'm at home uh, I've just been visiting my mum in Edinburgh when, when I was living at home the doorbell was always ringing the telephone was always ringing and people would just <laughs> drop by in. unannounced yeah. and that we had quite a cluttered house my dad bless him he would hold on to everything so I'm also coming from that culture of that, that's where the kind of clutter thing you know have to ha- hang on to everything so whenever the doorbell rings I was like oh somebody somebody's coming somebody's in and Are the that, place
0: isn't clean and yeah. it's not we're not prepared
1: no no, mum had it nice and clean oh, okay. but it's just you know sorry mum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just all the all the stuff but in in edinburgh people would just ring the door about oh i was just passing and yeah. you would never do that in denmark oh you know any saying?
0: dane listening is probably yeah. having a, <laughs> a palpitations little, like, yeah, this, a little or looking high blood pressure that. moment of,
1: yeah and uh, i like that i like everything yeah. that you've got time to
0: to plan nice, to
1: plan yeah. for it yeah. yeah
0: because it makes it more special and you can it's sort of the do... thing
1: it's the looking forward to and, and so often It's that looking forward to things, which is part of the the joy of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't give up anything. No. But have it in moderation and have it in a special way, a nice way and uh, something a little more elite. So, you know, I I do have to say, too, thinking back to some of those early days when I was first living in Denmark. Mm -hmm. um,
1: How long have you been here for?
0: Almost seven years. OK. So in March, it'll be seven years a few things that stuck out to me were, of course, I only moved over with suitcases, so I didn't have that much stuff. Yeah, I
1: was the same when I went to, I had one suitcase when I went to Luxembourg and £500 for my parents, and that was it.
0: Yeah, because No no
1: flat, nothing. (laughs) When
0: we first moved, we thought we would only be here six or nine months, and then Mm. if we're here longer, then we'll ship all of our things over. But because of that, I know in my experience, we accumulated a lot of things, and our storage closet now seems like we've been living here for decades, and (laughs) it Sure. sure, we have seven years of, of And I think it's that nesting
1: thing, then you want to yeah. have things around you. And How do we, why do we do that? <laughs> who knows? But I'm and can still you help me? This is a cry for help. <laughs> yeah, I'm still decluttering those things. Some things that I've had with me that I've moved from apartment to apartment to apartment, from yes. Luxembourg to yes. Denmark through, and, and they can be random things like um, I have a pencil from the original Star Wars movie okay. from well, don't throw 1970. That no, I'm not. <laughs> that's in a special box. Yeah. And I have some records. You know, punk. I was grew up with punk music. But some things I have just moved from place to place to place, and it's only because I've actually had them for that long. They don't actually have that hmm. sentimental. Value in it and now I'm able to let go of them it's only because does it actually have a meaning for me or is it just because I've always moved those things from place to place to place
0: it's like you're committed because <laughs> they, you've yeah, logged yeah, them yeah, all yeah, over yes. different countries <laughs> exactly. they've, been, they've been
1: transported yeah. from Edinburgh to Luxembourg to Copenhagen yeah. so and now because I'm at a stage in my life where I'm really hyper focused in on what is it that really matters to me when I was younger, it was very much, you know, you're you're earning money and you're furnishing your apartment and then kids and all the things, all the paraphernalia that comes with that. And now I'm really at the stage where I'm beginning to go into the next phase of my life, oh, 56, sorry. you friends. And then it's the social connections that that's mm. really the core of what what gives me joy now. And that's why I'm really leaning into, I've, I've made good friends, really good friends in the last few years. And people say, how do you make friends when you're over 50 or in a new country? Or, yeah. But it's that you've got to keep on searching, putting yourself out there. They're not going to come and find you. Exactly. Uh, and, and sometimes it will work. Sometimes it doesn't work. But in, in Denmark, it's kind of easy to do. It. We have uh, the Danes love volunteering for things yes. they've got uh here in denmark we have so many associations we have the most associations per person of the world you have the badminton association or uh, volunteer associations or there's so many uh, again, even rowing associations winter bathing associations that there's an association for something so you can go out and just put yourself to as many different groups as possible or night classes day classes and you know, you'll put yourself out there, and that's where you're going to make those connections with yeah. people.
0: Yeah, getting, getting involved is
1: Getting far involved, the best volunteering, way. yes. And
0: yeah. those friends don't take up <laughs>
1: space yeah, in yeah. your source closet, yeah, which is. Yeah, yeah. Even, and you may have, have to better, search for yeah. a while, but I, uh, since coming to Denmark 24 years ago, the first one I joined was Copenhagen Accueil, which was uh, the French. Group, oh, okay. the French Association, because I, I'd come from Luxembourg, from Luxembourg and I was working in um, French at the Court of Justice. That That's the the working language. And I also became a member of LINK. that is Ladies International Network, Copenhagen. And I've been a member of that for 24 years, still a member of that. And I've made very good friends and connections through them. I'm a member of the Blue Tits Chill Swimmers Group, which is <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, which is a, a global group of ladies or gents, everybody's welcome, who swim all year round. I'm also in various challenges, swimming challenges. I'm a member of three swimming clubs, winter swimming clubs. So it's it's just having those social connections and that's really what's going to pull you through in the winter as right. well in Denmark, having those social connections yeah so it's not this stuff it's the it's the connections the
0: people Mm -hmm. yeah especially being an international living in a, a new country you really reap what you sow and you have to put yourself out there and get to that point where you just say nobody's Waiting for me, nobody. There's no welcoming committee.
1: No, you, you've got to you've <laughs> put to yourself the out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and it's like that
0: in any. You, you can move to a different city in the same country that you grew up in, and you would still have to. Yeah,
1: that. and trying new things because yeah. often I remember the first time we were on a beach in Denmark. It was March, and we probably had snow that morning. <laughs> and I saw this elderly couple walking across the road in their bathrobes. And I looked at my husband and said, what is going I'm thinking, have they escaped from the locals' <laughs> right. sanatorium?
0: Somebody's looking for it.
1: <laughs> and they crossed the beach and they went out on the the bathing jetty and they took a dip. And I said to my husband, I'm never going to do that. I mean, right. I almost, you know, I went blue when I was swimming in Edinburgh um, in the summer and had to be revived by a lifeguard with hot tomato soup. Oh. So my- <laughs> and then... Several years later, I'm out with friends um, from Link and we were we were actually at, at Farts, as it's called, Fartlek, which is one of the running groups in, in Link, which is fart, lie. Do you know it? That's a Norwegian running practice Oh no. where, where you run in um, spurts. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sure. OK. Yeah. So we were at Farts, as they call it. And after Farts, we took a dip in the sea. So you just strip off. And, and I thought... Yeah. Wow, here's you know, I'm Now's trying time, something new, yeah. and I come out the water, and the first person I see is a dad from school, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> probably not the best time to do it, but
0: yeah, yeah. oh, that's great. And Good things morning, that uh,
1: Diane, is that like,
0: hi? <laughs> things that would make me uh, uncomfortable in the US, but I would do here in Denmark, and yeah, that's and,
1: it. and and then you Certainly. know, and now I am a competitive ice swimmer. I swam for Denmark on the Danish team wow, so this great. year uh, uh, in France in the Alps. At at the uh, ice swimming. World Championships so wow. there you go
0: good for you now see that's really inspirational so you
1: know what's coming Derek you're gonna yes, have to come and to, join us
0: I do have to try it yeah I, I actually have tried winter bathing it's just oh, um, okay. I just don't like it <laughs> but, <laughs> but you but haven't I been winter have...
1: bathing with us yes
0: I, but that's the thing. Oh, I think you have
1: to come along to Blue Tits sometime I will I, I yeah.
0: think that maybe that will be because we're Max Huber. our next collaboration will yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> um, no because I would like to I, I, I should embrace it and it's uh it's yeah, something because that for us, it, yeah,
1: yeah, because we were out uh, just the night before last. We had a moonlit dip, and here in Denmark, again, it was below freezing. There was ice on the bathing bridge, but it's that connection with the other women, and yeah. and then afterwards, we're standing there. and We've got our, we had hot fruit soup, Swedish uh, um, blueberry soup, yeah. and somebody had brought some home bakes and and that that is huge that is it, it's yeah. not it's not sitting inside with your uh, fluffy socks on and the blanket it's actually being out there when it's minus it was minus 5 and standing there with your toes freezing and your hands freezing but it's that connection that yeah. that's that's a real raw hookah.
0: yeah that social connection is yeah nice. i've only have done it go. as part of sauna so okay that's my challenge oh
1: no here. sauna
0: yeah yeah that that's no the sauna. only time i've done it so okay <laughs> then i really have never done it okay uh i that maybe that will be
1: challenge my Derek. challenge
0: yes <laughs> my resolution for next year yeah <laughs> um and, and you know when i did come to denmark that wasn't something I did I did get involved I did uh, some sports leagues and some other things to make connections and but
1: that's definitely the best way to meet the deans as well Absolutely. on their level
0: yeah because I had done Danish lessons but of course I was only meeting international folks so yeah
1: I've got a tip for that because okay. now when you come to Denmark the council the, the commune will pay for your Danish yes. lessons yes but when I came here you had to pay for it yourself oh. And I was thinking, this is crazy. I'm I'm Scottish, so I'm a canny Scot. I don't like to pay money if I'm not getting (laughs) value from it. And I went to the Danish class and I thought, this is crazy. Everybody's speaking English during the breaks. So I thought, I'm not going to waste my money on that. Uh So I started at an art school because I thought, what you know, I'd finished my career at the court. What have I never had time to do? I always wanted to learn how to draw. So I went to an art school here in Copenhagen. And there I was with... Danish people all day long, Monday to Friday from nine o'clock to three o'clock. And that's how I really improved my Danish. Yeah. Drawing painting out at the museums, live drawing and
0: And connecting with And connecting
1: with the Danes. And Danes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, but find to people la- where
0: they are. Yeah. The yeah. best
1: way to learn language is if you can find something, your passion, whether that's punk music, whether that is playing badminton, winter swimming, that that's how you're really going to improve your Danish. Fast. Sure. Yeah. Not yeah. not uh, language classes are good, but you need that extra thing. Yeah. What's it's it a, mean? the you right amount it?
0: of pressure because you, <laughs> of course, have to.
1: Yes. You know, you're, you're yeah. kind of forced yeah. To, yeah. to
0: speak Danish, but in a way that's of interest to you and something that you're actually authentically wanting to have that conversation.
1: Yeah. when to talk about? It. Yeah. Not just reading
0: a script like. Uh, yeah. Jacob fra <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you're actually applying it in a way that will help you learn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know, I know for a lot of, uh, foreigners that move here, expats, immigrants, um, it can kind of be overwhelming at first. I know when I, when I first moved here, I was very overwhelmed. And I think part of it was because I didn't really have a routine. I would very easily make excuses and do things like, um, Uh, going to the grocery store was overwhelming because I was doing it in not my native language. I didn't know where Mm -hmm. things were. I had to go to three stores to get everything I needed. And uh, so because of that, I would have... I would kind of create bad habits and excuses i would order takeaway food i would maybe skip the gym or my workouts because i was a little intimidated to mm-hmm. go and find mm-hmm. a, a gym to work out in i would sleep in because i i would sort of avoid social interactions a lot of things that yeah. you know maybe were like a low-grade depression
1: almost yeah. because yeah. And, and that uh, is it is because you're lacking your daily routines yes, because if you had to, yeah. had to be at work by a certain time, you're getting yeah. up, you're getting dressed, you're eating food, you're going out with colleagues for lunch. And I remember when I first went to Luxembourg many years ago, that would be, oh gosh, 1989. And we didn't have social media. There was no sure. c- computers. <laughs> we didn't even have the Internet back then. And I remember arriving there, no family, didn't know a soul was working with a new team. i had never really met the boss before. He headhunted me and took me from with him from Edinburgh. And I put on five kilos because I just ate. I got a television and I just ate. Finding a way to be the comfortable. First <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you when you do come here it, it is that having or for anywhere, it doesn't matter even if you're you're uh, not moving country when when you when you have a life change, maybe you are now retired, maybe you are grieving, it's having those daily routines mm-hmm. that give you those points in your day, and also it makes it easier to do things. You were talking about going to do your grocery shopping right I have kind of weekly plan there there are various things you need to do each week. you need to clean your house, Derek and Mike, yeah mm-hmm. you need to clean the apartment. You need to get groceries, maybe make a meal plan, a menu plan, so you're not kind of just buying random stuff at the grocery store. Coming home, you still don't have anything to eat. Um, You have to maybe plan your work. You've got to plan some fun with friends. What what are you doing? So I have this weekly plan, and in some ways it's much easier because you're on automatic pilot. You're not having to think about all these things all the time, and also... And they say, okay on Tuesdays, I go grocery shopping. But then when you have that idea, when when you have that plan there in your head, it's less of a challenge to actually get out the door because what am I doing this morning? You know, and it helps anybody with ADHD, autism, you know, and everybody works well with a plan. Small kids, they like to know what's coming up when you have that plan. Okay, Tuesdays I go grocery shopping. When you get up in the morning, what am I doing today? I'm going grocery shopping. What am I doing tomorrow? I'm cleaning the house. What am I doing? Mm. And it just gives us that framework. But as I said, it also helps you to waste less time because you're not having to do all the things all the time. You've got a day, a time, a place, and a date for things. Mm. You, you know what, when things are happening, so you're not having to juggle it all in your head. And you can use that also for work, okay, with your podcast, with the YouTube. Okay, on Mondays, I do research. Tuesdays, I do video editing. Yeah. Wednesdays, I get in touch with potential guests. So you'll have the same thing. So it's just applying those principles that we have for time management at work, planning them for at it's home as well. Life. Yeah, And it just takes away that layer of, oh, anxiousness. Uh, you know, I don't want to go out. Oh, oh but this is when I do things. Yeah.
0: Just hearing that described, I I think that is really what I was missing in those early days. I think if 2017 me was listening to us or watching this now, Mm -hmm. that would have really clicked and resonated because uh, that's, you know, in the early days of living abroad, you really do kind of feel like very overwhelmed and almost like you don't have a lot of control. Over and that's it. You, you, because you
1: can you can control when you get out of bed out the yeah. mor- in the morning, what you do. That th- those are things that you can control. And and that's you know we we in my uh, sphere we, we call our routines morning routine, evening routine. Some people need an afternoon routine. We call it the bookends of our day because yeah. when you have those in place, even if you're grieving, you know when my father died several years ago you've still got to you know still had to make food for the kids the kids were small you still have to put on a load of laundry you still have to clean the apartment but actually they're very comforting because it just pulls you through the day mm. instead of just being in that deep hole it, it can bring you out of that so the the routines are great for saving time and also just making life much easier.
0: And it sets you up then to have the time to and the framework yeah. to go and do those activities and, do all and those join some Yeah, and you can see, you know,
1: and, and often I would advise people, you know, in, in their work week to have, you know, kind of Joker time where they have a couple of hours where they can do whatever. That that, that would be my little Friday shenanigans yeah. uh, with yeah. my friend Erica. I know that whatever the week has brought. We'll be doing something for a little Friday, and that's whew, the day where we can go a little bit crazy for the afternoon.
0: Yeah, to also plan out that time for yes, a little yeah. fun. Well, Diane, thank you so much for today and all of the advice and great tips. And if you need more advice and tips, and I think we all do, uh, you can find Diane in Denmark on YouTube, on Facebook,
1: Facebook Instagram.
0: We'll be be happy to go into Christmas and New Year's with some inspiration, some tips, and we'll check out that again.
1: Thank you. And I'll send you off in your merry way with a live long and prosper. May the Danish who could be with you. I'll see you very soon. The rah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>